call meeting order. All right, good evening. Welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public sessions. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our Queen Anne's County website at www.qac.org live or on QAC TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org slash public comment and citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the press and public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge everybody's participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, please sign the information table in our lobby. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted uh, in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand to be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, if you could uh, remain standing um, at our last meeting, I forgot actually that our last meeting was actually the anniversary of when uh, Trooper Wallace Mowbray was uh, killed in line of duty here in Queen Anne's County. Um, so I'd like to have a moment of silence for all the law enforcement that have given their lives to protect the citizens. Thank you. Okay, we just held a closed session under section 3-305B8 of the general provisions article to discuss pending litigation and under section 3-305B1 of the general provisions article to discuss personnel and we did make some personnel uh, decisions. Uh, so uh, on July 13th, the uh, county commissioners authorized a phased salary study focused on critical workforce needs and corresponding recommendations to keep pace with local and regional salary wage markets. And I believe we are now ready to entertain a motion to implement uh, the first two phases, phase one and two, uh, of this critical workforce plan. So could I get a motion on, on that, please? I move that phase one and phase two of the critical workforce needs salary plan be approved and implemented by the Director of Human Resources. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0, the motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. That brings us to the approval of this evening's agenda. So our meeting agenda for today's meeting, August 24th, and the regular and closed session minutes from your August 10th meeting were circulated for review. Do we have any additions or corrections? Motion to approve the agenda as submitted and the meetings as submitted. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Motion carries. Okay, thank you, Commissioners. And that brings us to our first uh, press and public comment period. Thank you for taking the time to express your views to the County Commissioners during this public comment period. Comments are limited. There's nobody. Nobody, nobody here? No. Yeah. 
Okay, we can skip that uh, introduction for press and public comments and move straight to um, our uh, new business. So we have 11 items for your consideration this evening. So if you want to turn to tab number three. And uh, the first item, item one, on page one and et cetera, there are a list. We have six resolutions for uh, resolutions for nuisance violations and liens on public prop or on private properties for uh, high grass. Can I get a motion on that, please? I move to approve resolutions 21-09 through 21-14 to place a lien on properties listed in the county zoning administrator's memorandum dated August 24, 2021 for nuisance violations. Second. Got a motion, a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, the motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item two on page 75. Uh, this is a follow-up to the uh, Worcester Road uh, public information meeting. This is actually a public hearing request. This is from the residents on Wor Worcester Road. Uh, this is a road in Kent Island Estates that they wish to bring to up to county standards, and they have several dates here, including October 13th, 14th, 20th, and 21st, that they would be um, able to hold a hearing at the Kent Island Estates Community Hall, and we would need a majority of the commissioners to sit for that uh, hearing. So I move to schedule the proposed Worcester Road Improvement Project public hearing at the Kent Island Estates Community Hall. Second. We've got a motion to second. Any discussion? Real quick before we... Uh, we'll, need a, we'll need a date as well. Yeah. If we could, we please. Any, on the commissioner's calendar, anything for those dates before we... No. No. Margie, can you tell me what those days are? Monday, Tuesday, you know what? They're uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I believe, Commissioner. So what are the dates? Yeah, Wednesday, the thir October 13th is a Wednesday, the 14th is Thursday, the uh, 20th is a Wednesday, and the 21st is Thursday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm fine with all of them. Because uh, I love my roads, guys, and I'll, oh. I'll make myself available. 20 or 21 is better for me. All right. Steve, do you have a preference on any of them? You're good. And do we have a time for that? Uh, Shane's here. Do, is it 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock is mentioned 6.30. Yeah, they mentioned 6.30 or 7. If it's 9 20 or 21st, which one? Yeah, I can actually do All but the 13th I can do, actually. Right. So 14, 20, or 21. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, 7, 7 p.m. is what we had listed here. That's Same here. I'm, I'm good, good for any of the nights. I'm good so at the So let's go with the 14th. All right. That's good. Good? So I'll add that Excellent. to the motion, Margie. Okay. okay. Any more discussion? Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. What time will it be at? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. October 14th. 14th. We'll send out a calendar invite for everybody and uh, get the information to you ahead of time for that presentation. Shouldn't take probably more than half an hour, I wouldn't say. All right, thank you, commissioners. Thank you, Shane, for coming tonight. Item number three on page 76 is a uh, Maryland State Library certification for state aid for fiscal 22. And this is the annual certification for cooperative local library aid. Uh, requires a match from Queen Anne's County. Uh, the library uh, project is still ongoing in Stevensville, so we're spending about two point, just over two million and uh, to get the 207,000 allocation from the state share so we've obviously matched our our local share so can i get a motion on that please i move to approve the certification for cooperative local state aid programs for fy22 
second. We got a motion, a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Five zero. Motion carries. All right. Thank you, commissioners. Item number four on page 79 is the Upper Shore Workforce Investment Board MOU. And this is the uh, MOU that creates the um, um, stipulations between uh, the Upper Shore Workforce Investment Board counties and, and the, uh, the organization to provide those operational aspects. Uh, this group is available to come in for a presentation if you'd like to see them uh, before agreeing to this uh, MOU. So, a motion, or would you like to have? I move to sign a memorandum of understanding with the Upper Shore Workforce Investment Board. Second. Second. Got a motion and two seconds. Uh, any discussion? <laughs> My second was better. That's right. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Five zero. Motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. We're on to number six. Item five, we're going to mm -hmm. pass that. Uh, item number six on page 101 is from the uh, Department of Parks and Recreation, and this is a request from them to purchase two 2022 Chevy Silverado four-wheel drive pickup trucks from Hertrick Fleet Services uh, from the Maryland statewide contract. Is this, do we know if this is, um, oh, sorry. I was about to observe this as Mr. Chamley's back in town asking for pickup trucks again, <laughs> but he's not here. I don't blame him. <laughs> All right. I move to authorize Department of Parks and Rec purchase two 2022 Chevy Silverado 2500 extended cab four-wheel drive pickup trucks from Hertrick Fleet Services in the amount of 72,928 utilizing Maryland statewide contract 2021 trucks EPO. I'll second it. Good All enough. Right. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? I have a question. Are they replacing two obsolete vehicles or are we just adding to the fleet? Because it doesn't. I, I couldn't find it either. I was looking. It does not state. Doesn't say what it's uh, what it's doing. Right. Doesn't say what it's. Most of the time, they just say we have two that are we're sending. Iron in 1985. To the mothball fleet, and these are replacement of two older vehicles, but it doesn't say that. So. Well, it was in their budget, so I got to assume it's a replacement. Yeah. I'm okay with it either. Generally, way. they are. I'm okay with it either way, I don't have but an I just for that. I, I think for. I agree. Um, yeah, in the future, just have it included. Opinion, we should probably yep. in the memo, get more detail. Yeah, we should have it identify the memo, what it's replacing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Particularly when we're replacing barely aged equipment, it's good to let yeah, the people okay. know. We'll definitely do that. All right, we got a motion, a second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 5 0. The motion carries. All right, thank you, commissioners. Item number seven on page 104 is a budget amendment uh, CC4. This is for the uh, Roman Cook Pier uh, from the Public Landings Division. And so this is an amendment to increase the Public Landings contract services for uh, to uh, provide a, a new uh, inst uh, a new gate at the Roman Cook Pier for $26,000, and they're going to use fund balance to uh, make this budget adjustment. And this is an enterprise account, so it's no county dollars per se. I move to approve budget amendment CC-4 to provide $26,000 for improvements at Roman Cook Fishing Pier. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? 
All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, the motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number eight is budget amendment CC5, and this is to uh, distribute from the um, uh, contingency account the uh, employee cost of living adjustments and the uh, pay for performance <coughs> salaries across all of the county departments. You can see it's a multi-page amendment, and we budgeted that way initially so that we can make these adjustments once the fiscal year begins. So can I get a motion on that, please? Move to approve budget amendment CC5. Second. Got a motion to second. Any discussion? Yeah. You got to explain that one again because this was in the budget. Yes. So why? So I don't the, recall us ever doing this. But the what? allocation, uh, the total allocation for all um, salary adjustments is in contingencies, uh, which is a lump amount. Mm -hmm. And then this budget amendment then takes that lump amount and distributes it throughout all the department's um, salaries in their specific departmental budgets. So they have the spending authority you know, for each individual. So what does position. we budget in that contingency for the COLAs and the paper performance? Um, I mean, because it doesn't say here what was budgeted and what was what it actually came out to, because it's, it's at $1,134,036. Yeah, that's total all for all right. funds, correct. There, but yeah. uh, off to the right, Jim, it's, it, uh, everything is an increase. And if you look under the department, see what says increase? And you go across, it tells you the breakdown each each all the way down per department as you scroll through them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I understand. No, I think that, he wants to know what was the total amount that we had in the budget yeah, compared to we what the, in the budget. this number that's, says. That's probably about right with the colon. Yeah, that was what it was. The total performance, yeah. The total. It was 800 and then four, so that's one. Yeah, it's roughly one three, so. Yeah, 1.134 million. It was, eight, for it was total for one. all county agencies, that, that would also include the enterprise funds as well. Okay, that's fine. I just yeah. wanted to, you know, I didn't know. Yeah, on the last that. page of the amendment, you can see that on page 117. But one of my point is, in, in, in six budgets, we've never done it, done it this way. We've never come out with a budget amendment to actually distribute the funds. I can check on that, but I, I believe we have, but I'll double check on that for you. Okay. I mean, they have to redistribute that across the, the departments. I understand that, but yeah. I'm going to tend to agree with Jim. I don't think we've ever done it no, either. We've never done but, that. Yeah. I, I, we've I think seen this each is and doing every one right, of the departments. Honestly. I'm not saying it's wrong. Todd I'm just, just does it better. Excuse me? Todd just does it He's better. He's very thorough. Very thorough. <laughs> very good. Okay. That's all I had. All right. Thank you, Commissioner. Mm -hmm. Any more discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Five zero motion carries. All right, uh, moving on. Item number nine on page one hundred and eighteen, we have budget amendment CC six, and this is from Mike Clark, and this is to recognize emergency rental assistance program grant, and we want to use money that we didn't use this year in fiscal twenty two. So we've spent about three hundred seven thousand this year, and this moves the remaining one point three four eight million over to fiscal 22, which is will be utilized for this uh, this program. Motion to approve CC-6. Second. A motion to second. Any discussion? Is, it, is this, this is the one they just extended, correct? Basically? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, the purpose is just to get the yeah. money into this year to gotcha. continue that program. Yep. yep. All right. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. The motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number 10, uh, this is uh, Budget Amendment CC7, and this is for the Board of Education Fiscal 22 Annual Certification Statement. And if you recall, we tabled this from a week ago, and we signed this original certification um, several months ago that allocates, that showed the allocation for the Board of Education, including their capital. 
So this amendment uh, decreases their budget authority and capital uh, by 3.4 million at the board's request. That removes that from the capital budget because they are looking at some different accounting uh, processes and those expenditures don't qualify as school construction costs. So this actually removes that uh, capital uh, money from the budget. The budget amendment uh, balances it on our end and the part two of this is uh, about 943,000 of, of these funds that were originally allocated were PAYGO. So we, uh, the second part of this amendment uh, puts that back into general capital projects fund balance and that's available for our use this year and you know use this year continuing use this year so um, and we did have some discussion about this I believe at our Board of Education liaison meeting um, last month motion to approve CC 7 second got a motion and a second any discussion all those in favor say aye aye, aye. any opposed do we need to read it that way uh, zero, the motion carries. Okay, and we need one more motion to sign the, to, to re-execute um, the annual budget certification statement for the Board of Education. Motion to re-execute the budget certification for the Board of Education. Second. Got a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, five zero, motion carries. Okay, thank you, commissioners. And our last action item for this evening is item number 11 on page 131. This is Budget Amendment CC10 for the Department of Emergency Services Warehouse Project, and this increases budget authority by 191,000, uh, which includes uh, CARES grant funding and uh, uh, just under $3,500 from general, general capital fund balance for that project. Move to approve Budget Amendment CC10. Second. Got a motion, a second. Any discussion? Is it done? It is, is that done. It? That's completed. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is finished. Yep. Yes, all right. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? 5-0. The motion carries. Okay, commissioners, thank you very much. That concludes what all of the action it? items for tonight. Health suite expansion. Do you know what that is? We are just a little behind schedule. School. Uh, but we do have a public hearing on County Ordinance 21-06, accessory structures in side yards of property abutting two streets and uh, County Attorney Patrick Thompson is here to officiate the hearing. So Patrick. Ready? Ready. Uh, your regular meeting on July 27th, 2021, Commissioner Corcherino introduced County Ordinance 2106, a bill entitled an act concerning accessory structures inside yards of property abutting two streets for the purpose of allowing residential accessory structures in the portion of the side yard, not within the front yard setback on properties abutting two street, and generally revising the provisional residential accessory structures in chapter 18.1 of the Code of Public Local Laws of Queen Anne's County by amending section 18.145B of the Code of Public Local Laws. This hearing is being held Tuesday, August 24th, 2021 at 6 p.m. <coughs> in the County Commissioner Meeting Room, Liberty Building, 107 North Liberty Street, Central Maryland. The Planning Commission sent a favorable recommendation regarding the proposed amendment. Copies of the ordinance have been available at the County Commissioner's Office, 107 North Liberty Street, Central Maryland, 
during regular business hours and online at the county website. Speakers will be limited to three minutes each. Written testimony of any length can be submitted on before the hearing date to the county commissioners at 107 North Liberty Street. All hearing sites are accessible to individuals with disabilities. Sign language interpreters and assistive listening systems are available. Part of the record of the proceeding will be a certificate of publication indicating a notice of night's hearing was published for three successive weeks in the Bay Times Record Observer and newspapers for general circulation in Queen Anne's County, as well as the uh, recommendation of the Queen Anne's County Planning Commission in the form of a memorandum from Rob Tracy, Sr. Planner. I don't think anybody signed up. Is there any public comment with respect to County Ordinance 2106? We don't have anything. Good. All right, we'll close the public comment. Keep it open to two weeks. Okay, we'll keep the record open for two weeks and schedule a vote for two weeks on Ordinance 2106. Okay. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Now, we also have uh, Patrick Thompson. He is going to talk uh, with us now about redistricts, redistricting required due to the new census. So, um, I believe there is some information in your book under uh, tab number five, item A. Oh, no, excuse me, no, excuse me, tab number six. Uh, this kind of outlines the requirements for redistricting once we have a new census. And I believe there's a census uh, outline of the numbers that were released on August the 12th for your information. Again, tab number six, item I. So, uh, what you're looking at is uh, section 4 2 of the county code, which sets out the four county commissioner election districts um, and provides in, in subsection B that every 10 years, it's been 20 years since we went to five county commissioners. Um, that you have to set up a uh, redistricting board to review the uh, county commissioner's district and suggest uh, any boundary changes. Um, that committee is composed of two appointees from the Democratic Central Committee, two from the Republican Central Committee, and three from you. And they're required to come up with a draft plan hold free public hearings and make a recommendation to you and give the final <laughs> vote on the redistricting. Patrick, was, did you have any further information on whether the census data was plus or minus 10% so as to promote any of that? I, uh, I asked Todd Day if he'd got any census information. I haven't yeah. seen anything. I mean, the census data is still coming out, and uh, there is a sheet in your book. It just shows the total for the, all the jurisdictions in Maryland, including Queen Anne's. Uh, we're listed at a 4.3% increase in total population from 2010 of about 2,076 residents. We're going to get more data um, over the next month uh, on various uh, specific district information level dis uh, detail. Um, so we'll, we'll certainly provide that as it's available to us. But you did tell me that if it exceeded a, a move of 10% within a given district, then we were 
Well, um, to do I, I'm, you may, I may have misspoken. If the rule is the districts have to be basically equal right. in size, but the courts have held that you, you can go plus or minus 10% right. from the, that median. No, the definition of the word basically is sort of what this all turns on, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. How many have you done, Pat? Of these redistricting two, no, the two. original one and the one in two thousand. So just, just out of curiosity, have you ever been involved, or have, have you ever recalled when the the school system has adjusted its lines for who goes to what school? Have you ever? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, because you know we we have yeah. we have schools that are have <clears throat> low population, of schools that are overcrowded, and I wonder when, if, and it's just just me asking. If, if this required to at a certain point. Right. We could certainly uh, ask the superintendent. I'm just curious when the last time that ever happened. I know when they built uh, Ken Island High School, that's, you know, they had that floating line and then they made a hard line because my son wanted to go to one and he had to go to the other, so. Right, or, yeah. you, or you had the option based on where you lived, Correct. you could choose. Yeah. Yeah. I think Graysonville was one of those areas. I mean, because I know in Centerville here, I think there's three elementary schools total, somewhat close. and. Some are, some are full, some are not, and just, I'm just curious if they ever look at that, and since the census comes out, it'd be once every 10 years, it would seem to kind of make sense to, you know, get your schools all even so you're not overcrowded or underutilized or understaffed. That's all, just, just a comment. But they did, did do some of that this year. I, I thought I caught wind of it with Mattapique and all, and the, and the high school, uh, Kenan High School, didn't they? Chris, you're up that way. Didn't they do something where they moved one students from one way to the other? I can't remember what it was, and I know I heard something where... Mattapique Middle Schools... The freshmen right, use right. Mattapique Middle. Right, right. But they use Which I think is, school. I don't know why that's it. I don't know when that started. Because the high school can't fit them, so. Right, right. I'm not sure how long it's been up. But, you know, I, I don't know when you went to high school. You mean, you you, you're saying redrawing the lines where who would oh, really? go to Stevensville yeah. Middle School Canard as opposed to Mattapique Middle School? I think it drills more down to the elementary, schools than, the elementary schools than it does any other schools. Because they just, the if you could are, just find out when I mean, was. I'm just curious yeah. Yeah. if they have a trigger that sets theirs and when they look at that. Certainly. We can do that. All right. Well, and Patrick, is there any, uh, what's the schedule for this redistricting board? We have a little bit of time, right, to get that um, set up? And yeah, well, actually, you've got a year uh, to make the, uh, right. to establish it. Uh, one year from the publication of the census. And then they should have a. Supported. Uh, proposal the board by April 1st of next year. So brilliant time. That's another 10 years. Yes, we don't have a full year then, right? April 1st of 22, we have to have it? Well, they have to have their recommendation to you by then, and then you've got to go through a legislative process as far as the time. So it'll be 23 before it actually gets to the legislative process. If, if the deadline for them is April, the legislators already are over for next year. Right. No, no, it's your legislation. Our legislative process. Not the, uh, oh, just state. within the county. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Gotcha. It's all, it's gotcha. all in your hands, not the state. Very well. All right. Okay. Here you go. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. We are just ahead of schedule, so we are ready for press and public comments part two. Part two. Nothing. We have nobody this evening for press and public comments. Okay. All right. We'll start uh, with a roundtable. Commissioner Jack Wilson. 
I just um, spent last week, well, most of last week on vacation. So, but the rest of the week at Mako, it was great to get out with all the counties again, face to face, and and had some good conversations. And I think there'll be some good news coming here in the not too distant future for Queen Anne's and the shore. So, well, stay tuned. Sure do know. So, thank you, Bruce. So, um, this is. Uh, a special edition of Chesapeake Bay Magazine, and it highlights weekends on the water. Um, I don't know if you can get a, a shot of that, but um, the, it, the availability of the, the magazine itself um, uh, at this point is unsure, but there is a link that you can uh, get onto the website for this magazine. There's a great article that was written. It's a collaborative effort on the part of the um, Economic Development Tourism Office and the Kent Narrows Development Foundation. And I highly recommend that you get an opportunity that you open up that link that takes you to the website. Um, do you have it, Bruce? Yep. Is that it? Yeah, the website's up. Uh, I can see it in the, in the search box. Okay. Um, and then it's a 10-page article, and uh, I think everybody will find it uh, interesting. An interesting read, um, and even some folks that live here could find out some things that they didn't know before. That's all I had. All right, Commissioner Steve Wilson. All right. Kudos, by the way, to our Economic Development and Tourism Absolutely. Office. They did a great job. So this week, actually, I think <clears throat> I have something. This seems to, I often feel like it's my chance to advance trivialities, but not this week. There's something happening in, in this area that's, I think, of real importance, and that is that our medical system is getting in very, very strange shape. Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, as you know, we get, you know, we'll get and I get the uh, numbers on alerts, which has to do with the way the emergency rooms are running. And <clears throat> two weeks ago, well, all summer, we wound up with the, usually in summer, the emergency rooms are not on alert, which means they're crowded. When they're on alert, they're crowded. Usually in the summertime, that's not the case. But this year, the numbers were pretty heavy all during the early spring and summer. They kept advancing until last week when they just went off the charts with their 168 hours in a week and Shore Hospital was on alert 147 out of 168 hours, which is the whole time. Uh, and Arundel Hospital was 80 hours, 75 hours or 80. So that was bad and I was concerned. I called Doc up and I talked it over with uh, Scott and they're getting held up on loading patients. Well, this week, uh, sure, Easton was on alert, this is hard to imagine, 220 hours, including more than half the, they were heavily on reroute, which means you can't even go there. So, so just for the sake of the TV audience, when a hospital goes on alert, that means what? Well, there are three levels of alert. There's yellow, red, and reroute. Yellow means it's crowded, you'll be come in slow. Two means they're running out of, or they're out of beds which they can monitor EKG-wise or anything serious, 
reroute means don't come. Don't come. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's, that's a red status, I guess. That means go reroute, take your ambulance somewhere else. So, so this week it was just, I mean, it's kind of an unimaginable number. I've never seen a number like that. So I talked to Todd about it. I talked to uh, Scott about it and, and Wheatley. And Wheatley tells me that we were down to, I think, one ambulance free during the week because they're tied up for so long trying to unload that we can't get them back again. I called, I think you've talked to, tried to get them up here. And I left calls with Dr. Hefner, who's the operating head down in Easton. And uh, with Kozell, no answer, no response. Anna Rundle was on reroute, I think 60 or 70 hours. It's unimaginable because there's seven days a week and 10 hours a day, you can't go there. And that's our, so our ambulances are staging in the emergency area where they back up to deliver patients and the patients having to stay in our ambulance because uh, there's no place to put they them? can't unload them. I mean, it, they, they do, but I mean, it just gets slower and slower. And our guys are saying it's not that they're discriminating against our ambulances. It's just that the whole damn system is clogged up and it's clogged up all over the state. But, but our hospitals are as bad or worse than any. So. I mean, the thing that had me kind of on edge, not kind of on edge, um, has me apprehensive is the fact that uh, where are we going to be once this, I mean, a year ago, we had no kids in schools. No kids in schools meant there was essentially no flu season, no cold season, because there was very little contagious opportunity during the winter. This year, even with masks, I mean, it's, it's very hard to imagine how these hospitals are going to be dealing with ER operations and even having beds once we get into the evening, I mean, the winter, uh, the winter push. So I'm just alerting you that, and alerting the public that this thing to me is, I just, I'd like to have the hospital come in and tell us what are you going to do when you have 30% more patients if you can't handle what you've got now? What's what's inundating hospitals right now? So do you have any stats? Do you have any stats on what the over caseload is? Is it cardiac? Is it people sick with COVID? Do we have any numbers that say what it I is? I don't, you know, but the COVIDs are actually not that heavy. I mean, we, that's what I'm saying. I haven't yeah. heard any of that, but like, no, I mean, it's just no. What's happened is that, I mean, anytime you ask, the answer is always the same: staffing. And apparently they've lost like 20% or more of their nurses. So the beds are there. And it's not that there's an excessive number of patients that they can't handle the normal flow even. So it's staffing at the hospital I don't level, see right? how They're required that, to have so many staff per Right, right, right. Yeah. They don't have the beds at the level right now. Yeah, I don't see how that repairs as you get further down into the winter and you get more COVIDs or something. I just, you know what I mean? This, to me, it's, a, it's just something we, um, along Is this the mandate that, that hospital personnel get vaccinated? They, that is a fact that they, yes, they are supposed to, and they're worried that they're gonna lose a bunch more of their personnel when they do that, which will meet, leave them in even worse shape. So that's, I mean, it's something public ought to be pretty cautious about catching COVID given or having anything given where we are now and headed into... Eat right and exercise. Take care of yourself. So, don't have a heart Well, with that, we do have uh, Ken Kozell scheduled for next month, I believe, on the 28th. He, he was supposed to come this month, yes. so it's unfortunate that he delayed his appearance here because we are concerned about, you know, this, this matter.
but he is scheduled for September 28th, and we've I've sent him a series of questions um, similar in, in light uh, to what Commissioner Wilson has uh, articulated here this evening. So we, as soon as we get those, we'll we'll provide those for the hopefully he's busy review. Uh, interviewing new personnel. Sounds like that's <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is certainly a concern. And there are no pediatric ICU beds on in the shore, so you have to travel Hopkins or Children's Hospital, um, and they're also high capacity right now. They are. Mm -hmm. Which brings to light, when are we having the folks from Chop Tank help? Because that's, that, that could be somewhat, for us at least, somewhat, because I know it helps. Oh, at the schools, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to circle back with them in September. They were putting together a plan of action, sort of a, you know, one, two, three okay. plan of attack. So for the Board of Ed and for us, so we'll, we'll make that a priority as well, because that could yep. help provide some relief. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I just think also in those hospitals, you know, just so the public understands that, that you know, if, if you've had a traumatic injury, you're not going to be sitting in the hallway waiting. I mean, you know, right. one, our, our emergency services are going to fly you out or wherever you go, they're going to take you right away if it's life threatening. You know, I, I do see where, like you said, the cardiac, somebody that, that doesn't feel good and they got a, you know, a, Onset, like, some, something going on, you know, and, and yeah, they're going to they're going to have to wait. But, it, you know, I agree with that. It is a staffing issue and it is you know, the, that ultimatum. So, you know, that's the hospitals have to work that out. I don't think it's ever going to be an issue. They don't have any beds. It's always the staff. I mean, I, I know that from for a fact that a lot of hospitals would only like to take care of their own, you know. So, like you said, well, without having a hospital, we go somewhere. We, we, we run the risk of being turned away if it's not something that's major. So that's the downfall. So kudos to keeping on top of them. So hopefully you can get some, res some results there because you're right. Uh, I read that same report and we did have a couple days where I think the longest stretch we had was uh, I want to say six hours where we had one uh, unit paramedic. advanced you know uh, unit that was available so and they are moving them around but they you know they do get stuck there so uh, I want to talk about briefly just about the bridge today they opened up uh, anybody that traveled over the bridge today coming back to the eastern shore they've they've realigned the lanes in Anne Arundel County, so it, it is much smoother. It's easier now for them to close uh, the contra lane. So they, they don't have the gates up yet, but you're, you're now driving through where the gates are, you know, the concrete's poured, they're running the conduit, won't be ready for, you know, six to 12 months, but you know, you're now at least driving so that they can move and complete some of this and get some of that construction away from, from the traffic. Uh, the other thing I wanna talk about, and the most important thing I wanna talk about is Queen Anne's County goes, uh, purple and that is a week from tomorrow Bruce Almighty you guys are going to be there right so you know so you know we're looking forward to that it's right here behind us in you know in the courtyard uh, Centerville's uh, graciously this, uh, said they would host this so you know please come out uh, next Wednesday uh, the festivities start I think around 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yep, 7, 7 yes. p.m. and uh, you know it's it's worthwhile and with that being said, you know, I know that uh, our Parks Department, some of you saw, probably saw today, uh, there is a section of the Cross Island Trail that we've got purple crepes planted, purple benches are coming, and we're going to make a part of that trail purple uh, for Queen Anne's County goes purple and, and, and awareness and, and remembrance of, of loved ones. So, you know, it's a lot of good things happening, the community coming together. So if you have the opportunity, please come next Wednesday right here in the courtyard so and then also to pigtail on that light up your communities in purple absolutely 
we got to look at our windows behind us. We got our little purple candles already. <laughs> so I think Commissioner good. Moran should come with purple face paint on for the next yeah. meeting. <laughs> Just to can, show us I the can spirit. wear all purple if you want, you know. <laughs> Marty said paint. she would paint him up, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Permanent marker. I think she's looking for black and, she's looking for black and blue. Purple, purple, purple Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, All so right. it comes off with water. Yeah. Um, so schools are starting back up. Kids will be back in school five days a week. Um, Our next Tuesday, week from yeah, today. Very excited about that. So it's been a while, so remember, when you see the buses on the road, stop when the buses stop. Um, they have cameras on now, so if you don't stop, we'll find out. And the sheriff's office will send you a ticket. Um, you know, the county and parents have always had a really great partnership with the teachers in the school in educating the kids. So let's please um, do what we can to keep that going. Uh, work with the teachers. There's, it's going to be hard for a lot of students that are getting back into getting used to being in the classroom five days. It's going to be difficult on the teachers as well. Um, I hope it goes off you know without you know any any flaws and that everybody sort of gets back into the game because one of the most important things we can do is educate our kids that's the best product that we have is queen anne's county so and, the, and to add to that yeah go ahead. Um, um the goal is to keep the kids in the classrooms yeah. um and i and i think that the the steps that they're taking their intentions in doing so is to make sure that our kids stay in the classroom uh, if something happens, if somebody gets infected, and are we sending all 22 kids home? Uh, or are we sending just that one student home because everybody's masked up? It's important that the kids are in the classroom. Uh, and that's the ultimate goal, that they're there as many days as possible. Yeah, and then we have a, we're all praying for a full year of everybody in school, and I, th I think that's what we're gonna have. So, if there's uh, no more questions, we're gonna go into closed, or do we? I guess we can. Yeah, we have another closed session scheduled whenever you're uh, finished up with roundtable. Right. So do we adjourn it first and then go into close? Or do we just go straight to close? No, we can Motion to go into close. Motion to go into right. Let's keep it open. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. All right. Call the meeting order. All right, we just uh, had a closed session under section 3-305B7 of the general provisions article to consult with council and no decisions were made in our closed session. So I'll turn it back to the commissioners. All right, I'll go adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 We're adjourned.